Good afternoon. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, for Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. And I'm coming to you live from Mine Expo International 2021 in Las Vegas. I can't tell you how good it feels to be back at a live trade show for the first time since February 2020. And I just want to thank all our listeners for joining us uh, for this special series about the mining industry. We have some great conversations in store for you, giving you perspectives that you won't find anywhere else. Hi, I'm at Mine Expo 2021, um, day two at the Westgate, and I'm happy to be joined by Tyler Elkins, Senior Global and Product Manager for Submersibles for Dewatering at Xylem. And then he's brought a, a friend with him today. We're really glad to have you too, George Aria, Sales Manager for Central America and the Caribbean with Xylem. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for inviting us. How's the show going so far for you guys? It's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's been busy yesterday and today. Let's see what is going to happen tomorrow, but it's been, it's been very good. Good. Good, good, good. Um, so before we get into the meat of the discussion, just um, maybe give a little background about what you do for Xylem. So we'll start with you, Tyler, and then you can go next. Yeah. Um, so kind of what I do as the global product manager uh, for the dewatering side is I try to work closely with understanding customer situations and challenges of today. Um, so I work really closely with mining customers and customers in construction. And so when they talk about their dewatering issues, submersible dewatering issues, what it usually comes into is, you know, Water dewatering in general is not a uh, profit-making venture. So when it comes to mines, when it comes to construction companies, they really want to be able to do it affordably um, at the best cost. And so I try to understand those challenges and try to provide products and put products in development for the future challenges um, and get them out there to them. So and helping uh, our sales team do yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my name is Jorge Arria. I'm in um, charge of the sales of uh, the Miami office. My office is uh, in charge of Central America, the Caribbean, Venezuela, and Ecuador. Um, so I have um, three salesmen, two applications engineer, and a back office. And um, that is um, my team. And we do everything that is water infrastructure and AWS for that region. The watering being probably the number one thing that we do in that region. Um, and we cover a lot of mines in that, in that region too. Well, then you're in the right place because yeah. we're here to talk about mines and dewatering them. In fact, uh, I was talking to Tyler earlier, and we're, we're here to talk about a new product and technology. Well, it's new, but we just recently launched it in Europe, and we're going to launch it here in the Americas soonish. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I won't steal your thunder. I thought maybe, Tyler, you could tell us about what that product is and, and what it does. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in Europe right now, we have it at a few customer sites. Um, it's called the uh, the Flight Bebo Alpha. Uh, so the Flight Bebo is, uh, is our product name for an old uh, dewatering pump. had a very wide base, and uh, customers loved it. We reintroduced it back in the early 2000s. Um, and so the alpha part of that name is really trying to, to highlight that new technology that you want to point out. Um, and right now we're working with our teams in the U.S. to make sure that it, uh, it meets all the criteria for the customers here in the Americas. Um, but yeah, not yet here, but we're very excited. And the customers in Europe are, uh, are really liking it. So tell me about, so, you know, it's a dewatering pump. 
It's got the wide base so that it can, it's very robust, sturdy in different mining applications, which is great. What is the the the, the alpha part? You said there's new technology. What, what what will it tell the customer in a mine? Yeah. So I mean, when it comes to dewatering pumps, a lot of times, right? We're trying to make it easier for them, and so the alpha technology is building off of kind of Xylem's overall direction with having more intelligent pumps, smarter assets. Uh, So this now pump is an autonomous pump, we like to say. It has the ability to actually recognize when the water level is low. And so it has protection from what we call snoring, which is when uh, the water level gets so low that we start pulling in air into the impeller. And so this pump actually can recognize when that's happening, slow itself down, and then when the water gets back up, it starts ramping itself back up. So we talk about, I was just coming over to the Mine Expo in a self-driving car, uh, and I was like, this is so interesting. But you know that's coming everywhere, and so this Bebo Alpha technology is gonna be kind of going to the direction of autonomous pumping. Wait, for real? You, you came to my expo in a self-driving car. So, yes. Uh, I, I don't want to, like, you know, spill the beans, I guess, so nobody knows. But in Las Vegas, they have a program for self-driving cars. And so the rideshare car coming over here uh, was an autonomous car. And, uh, and they actually, like, I got to see the graphics that were going on and how the calculations were happening. And, yeah, it was, it was a pretty interesting thing. And I loved it because it was getting me set up for this idea of autonomous stuff. That's awesome. That, that, that is awesome. So why did we decide to do this? What, what, were, what was the impetus for bringing this back? And, and, you know, I know we're moving towards autonomous pumping in this way, but what, what kind of challenges were the customers coming back to you with when you decided that we're, we're, we're going to do this Flight Bebo Alpha now? Well, we were trying to get ahead of the game, right? We were trying to be the first punch in the, in the market and um, the way to go in is just being smart yeah just trying to have a pump that can can wear less that customers are going to see where's the difference on buying a pump that is going to self-control instead of a buying a pump that is not smart enough to stop when it has no water right so that is our we you know, we as a company decide we, we need to be the first to punch. And this is the technology that we're using to do this. So uh, I think this is a, a breaking, uh, you know, it's a pump that's going to break paradigm. And uh, there is going to be a pump that is is going to set, it's going to set a trend in, in the industry, right? So uh, this is important for us. Um, we are the company, the pump company, uh, the biggest one over there, and we are sh- we are sure that with this pump we're gonna we're gonna make things happen and make things change, not just in the in mining industry, but in any other industry that we're gonna be in. You know, I, I I love that a lot of times some of the challenges or some of the things that customers want us to do, uh, we find innovative ways to solve them. Uh, so one thing that the this pump with the autonomous style is that it covers um, a lot of different curves. And when you think about when you have to choose a pump, you know, 
our customers don't really look for a, let's say, five horsepower pump or a 10 horsepower pump. They're like, I really need to get some flow out of here. I need to get the water moving. So getting them a product that doesn't have a lot of complication to it where they can drop it in, it doesn't require a lot of adjustments to get the best efficiency point, uh, that's a really important thing. And we see in the future also that focus on sustainability. And so, you know, I think that on another uh, possible episode of this, uh, you heard about how BEP is really efficient, is really important, the best efficiency point for products in order to be the most efficient and to save the customer money and costs. And when you have a product that doesn't need you to overthink it and it actually figures that out itself, that's a really great product. So, you know, we looked at this technology as being able to go toward that sustainability direction, uh, cost efficiency, and reducing the complication with selecting a product, um, which also makes it easier to find spare parts and stuff like that too. So customer gets a lot of benefits from us kind of coming up with this innovative product. Yeah, because what happens when it, you said it does snoring, like does it just like shut down? If it does that for too long, or it, it wears itself pretty bad, and, and, and it's going to damage itself, right? But there's one thing that we probably haven't covered is that the Bebo is a eight or ten kilowatts pump, eight kilowatts, eight kilowatt pumps, and with that horsepower, you can use the pump. The pump will regulate itself and will lower their RPMs or increase the RPMs depending on where she is going to be working, right? And with that means that if you are in line, you have pumps of three horsepower, five horsepower, seven horsepower, 10 horsepower. You're gonna cover all of that with just one pump, right? Because this pump is gonna be able to cover all of those curves and all of those heads and all of those flows with just one pump. That just one pump is gonna be able to actually replace all of the other pumps. So now the customer in the mind is gonna have just one product to serve with parts that is huge if you have a hundred pumps you can replace that with one model four models that are going to be doing a hundred pumps in the mine you're going to replace that with one model so for that customer that is going to mean is going to mean that they're going to have less parts there's going to have less stock for parts and that pump is going to wear less because it's going to control itself, right? So, so that you is. Know, we've been talking a lot over the course of the show about technology and just monitoring and controls and using that information to help mine operations run more efficiently, be more cost effective, you know, uh, address this issue of aging workforce and just lack of personnel in general. Um, and so we've also been talking about how some industries are slow to adopt some of this automation. And and I think that the mining industry is maybe one of those, right? We, I was talking with Bill Beasley yesterday about, you know, the manned pump watch. You have a person on site that watches the pump to make sure nothing goes wrong versus using a technology like what we're talking about here. So are, are you seeing any barriers to adoption of this technology or how are we solving for that? So, I mean, um, I think that anytime you have something new, uh, there's going to be some challenges with people finding the right way to use it or feeling comfortable with it. 
Uh, going back to my uh, analogy of the self-driving car, there were actually two people in the car, uh, one that was monitoring all the controls and signals and one that was hands right on the wheel just in case. And, and so, you know, I think that's a good way to also think about this new technology. You know, some people really want to make sure their hand is really close to the wheel with this pump so that, whoa, 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 what if it does something weird? What if it, you know, what if it turns left when it's supposed to be right? Or there's a sudden break. Um, and so I think that, you know, when it comes to how do we get people engaged to try something out in technology, uh, you know, that's where Xylem also has a lot of different unique opportunities. So we have like a really big rental fleet and really big rental solution opportunities that would, you know, allow us to say, hey, let's take some of the risk off of you and put it on us to support you at taking this new technology. We also have a lot of customers that have absolutely loved the Flight Bebo, as we mentioned, a legacy, and they've built their pumps and their sumps and they, all the hose and piping to fit certain product flows, you know? So we want to make sure that we're working with them that, hey, this still fits for those flows. Hey, you know, now you can do maybe two of them in here and don't worry about them running, you know, quite a bit because they have this autonomous piece to it. So you don't have to worry about snoring. You don't want to worry about overdoing the wear. Um, so it's definitely about easing the customer, uh, taking some of the risk off of them where we can, and then at the end of the day, um, helping them build the next solution, build their mind for the future. Yeah, let me add to that. Uh, we, we advertise that our pump is going to be, you, you're going to have 70% less wear in our pump. And there's a lot of people that are going to say, no way, that is not true, it's impossible. Okay, with the rental solution that we are offering, we're going to show you, okay, let me show you. I trust so much in my product that I can put the product to rent to you. I'm going to show you how less wear I'm going to have in that pump. So that's how much we trust that this product, and we're sure that we're going to be successful with it. And, and that's really the primary goal of this product, right? Like, is to help reduce wear and extend the life cycle of the product in general. Um, Right? Or is it really, are there other challenges that are more pressing than that? I think that, you know, uh, other challenges, probably hard to, to weigh all of them. Um, but at the end of the day, if it saves money for the customer, I think some customers, you know, it, it, it's not like there's a one customer, right? It's some customers are going to really say like, man, my parts are just too much. And they might have a mine site that has a lot of these eight kilowatts and lower punts everywhere. And so they would love to have something like this to really help manage your inventory. You have other mining customers that might say, you know what, I really need to go in the direction of sustainability. Do you guys have maybe the next level of efficiency pump that we really want to see? And, you know, we have another customer who might say, look, it's a safety hazard to send my people around driving and looking at every single pump. And so I really want to see a, a product that I can trust is going to run and actually pump, not just run, but pump water. And so for those different customers, they might have different priorities depending on that situation. And I'm really happy to say this product hits those different angles uh, in, in its own way. Can you give me some highlights of the installations in Europe and how those are going? What kinds of applications those are addressing? Yeah, I can. Uh, so, you know, we work really closely with a mine in Sweden. We, uh, we've worked with them essentially to take this product and put it into certain sumps. And, you know, one thing that's been great about working with this customer is that they haven't just said, wow, that's great. Okay, um, you know, you can go now. 
they said, what more can we do? So we're now working on how do we actually build the next sump for them, right? How do we improve safety the next level now that we have this product that's smart? And so for them, they started building out kind of the way that they they do their ramp down into the underground mine. Uh, We've started building out a plan to to have uh, different stations along the way uh, where we use this product, the Bebo Alpha, and we use our kind of little new sump design. And so we're trying to do these things with a customer uh, because they say like, man, this really moves sediment, right? They don't have to have issues of pump going down because it's redundant. Um, and each sump is going to be safer now than the, pre- than the old sumps where you had to blast out a, a wall. So those are like that's one application that we've seen, and we've also actually seen in some other pilot sites and and around the globe. And really, most of them are all just loving the fact that they don't have to worry about this small pump if it gets a little bit dry, which means that uh, variability in the flow of those sumps is not a problem. You know, so they can drop it and go. So paint a picture for me as to what you're, you keep referencing a sump, and just for our audience and for my own benefit, it's a is it a separate access point for a dewatering pump to go down into the mine and pull that water out or how what what does that mean when you're in a mine you an underground mine when you're attacking the mineral when you're attacking there's water going coming is it either for you know the raining or there's water in the mine and you are digging in you're drilling in there's water going in Water is happening, it's, it's coming in front of you. If you don't get the water out of the mine, you cannot get the mineral out, right? So that is why pumps are so important for mines, right? But because you're underground, you're going, you know, miles and miles down, you cannot pump with one water, with one pump from the water, from the source of the water, all the way to the top. You need to go to sumps. And in those sums, you put other pumps, and you start repumping, or there's different stages. And eventually, depending on the mine, or where is it, or how is it built, you go into a bigger sum where you can use a much bigger pump that is not a flight submersible pump to actually take that water out of the um, out of the pit, out of the underground mine. So that is the sums that he's saying, referring to. You are going where you're digging. There's where you're gonna get the water. You're gonna put in sums, little sums, and you can probably have several sums and then a big sum. Depends on how are you attacking the mine. It is complicated. Well, to see no, it's it really helpful here. because again, I I keep thinking of it more as vertical, just like yeah. go into the ground, you know. So I just literally think of like a hole and then just drop the pump in. No, and it, it just, I can't help it. It just I, comes into my I, head. I've, I've been in a, in, a, in a mine, in another ground mine, eight miles in, and you're going just a mile and a half down. But you, and there's several spots where you're actually mining in that place. Or there's just one. It depends on the mine, sure. right? And where that the, ore deposits yeah, are, right? Yeah, because that's what they're trying to figure out. Like, okay, so it's kind of unique in each scenario. It's like a, yeah. it's like a fingerprint. Yeah. Uh, each each mine is different, right? So then you if you have several points, then you point from several points to a bigger pump, and then you take out the water from there. But it's almost impossible to take it in just one step. So. And you also have, you know, as you go deeper and deeper in mines, um, you have more and more head. 
for example, you know, you can have thousands of feet, right? And then, you know, they w might want to use a really efficient, like, vertical turbine to bring it all the way up to the top. But in order to do that, they need to first get, get the dirty water. They need to make sure it clarifies a little bit because those turbines can't handle the, uh, the grime and they will wear away really fast. So this kind of product, uh, the Bebo Alpha and some of our other flight Bebos, they're the dirty pumps. So they're ones that get dirty, they can manage the, the wear and tear of it. And, uh, and so we put those in first, we go through a few different stages, and then when we can, if we need to, we use a really efficient vertical turbine to send it out. So it's really exciting that we have this technology, and it's also a little bit like no-brainer to me. Like everybody should want this. And it's a lot of brains to do the bomb, to, to actually make the bomb. Yeah, it's a no-brainer to make the decision to go for the bomb, right? <laughs> but it's a lot of brains yeah. to put they put together in order to actually build this. Yeah. There's a lot of legacy learned and a lot of mistakes that we have made in the past as a company as as people right and we learned from that and said this is and it's working it's, and it's working it's working great so it is a no-brainer but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to wait until somebody else's yeah I buy the pump and say ah oh, it worked it works right yeah yeah never go to the restaurant on this first week of operation <laughs> right exactly anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of either trends you're seeing I'm out of beer is, <laughs> is that something that we can talk about <laughs> yeah we can get you another one of those well you know I mean I think that it's uh, I just wanted to talk about how you know when we talk about flight we're talking about always uh, being the leading edge and so you know whether it's Bebo Alpha in our mining industry or whether it's concerted in the wastewater or adaptive mixers you know I think that we see just overall machines and motors need to start working better as systems. And so, you know, I talked a little bit about the vertical turbines, and that's a system, right? When I talk about the different sumps and networks, we want to start looking at them in systems. Um, so, you know, I'm just really excited to be able to talk about this new product that's going to overall improve that system, and Zion's going to be able to solve, you know, mining applications in the future. And water yeah, it makes total sense. And it was, yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking about the our flight mixers when you were talking about the technology and the Bebo Alpha. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to adjust. Yeah. It's the same thing. So good. Fantastic. It's the same base. It's just the same concept. Yeah. Well, I always end my podcast with a question. Um, so Personal I'll, or? <laughs> well, it's, it, you answer it personally, but it's okay. not like okay. too deep, I don't think. But I'll ask Tyler first, and then it's the same question for you. And that is, what is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? You know, I, I think the most important thing, I'll use that the uh, fingerprint analogy, which is that uh, each application's a little bit unique when you take it from all the different angles and you listen to the different customers. Um, and, you know, water challenge uh, can be a broad, very vague term, but there's a lot of small nuances in it. And so, being in the water industry, I've learned how to try to take the holistic view um, of, look, you're trying to solve all these different things, but really, sometimes you just gotta take a different angle at it. And if you take a different angle at a water challenge and you look at it holistically, uh, I think you can come up with some really creative solutions. Um, so, you know, I, I think that that's been something really important that I've, I've found is just sometimes you gotta step back, look at it from a different angle, and the water challenge, you know, solution. Comes, comes out of it. Well, what about you? 
Well, I've been in the company for eight years. When I was um, in, being interviewed, I saw the, the logo that says, let's talk water, right? And, um, you know, it happened to me, came to my mind, said, and with this climate change, with this, this is the company you want to be in, right? It's just, uh, water is going to be so difficult, so scarce in the near future. Um, look at what is happening in, in all the West Coast, right? And what is happening in the East Coast? It's just, just the opposite. And say, why are we going to have just rain in one place and then in the other the same same amount, right? Um, I think that Silent and any company that's working in water is going to have a ton of things to do from now on, right? It's just uh, every, every time it's more and more. It's getting more complicated, and we need to help to solve this thing. And we need to be more efficiently, energy-wise. You know, having smart pumps, we can help this happen. And we need to improve as a company in every aspect in our consumption of energy. And how are we? Because we are a water company, and we are in a very delicate situation as a, as, as the world right now. So. Um, I'm very happy to work here because I think that this company is going to make a difference in the future for all of us. I think it's safe to say that, yeah, we're already doing that, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. there's a lot of good opportunities in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jorge, Tyler, thank you so much for being here. Have a great thank rest of the show. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. And uh, Thanks, come Amanda. back anytime. Thank you. Sounds great. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe.